true crime, conspiracy theories, political ramblings. There's none of that on the brand new Adventures Anonymous Patreon account, but we do have exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. Maps, artwork, and flash fiction from the AA Cinematic Universe. Puzzles, one-shots, and interviews. Live streams with the Adventures Anonymous cast. With a Patreon subscription from just £2 per month, it's a great way to show us you care. Because we care. Go to patreon.com and search Adventures Anonymous Podcast. I'm AJ and welcome to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now, due to some fluke alignment of the planets, all of us managed to gather round our microphones this week and roll some dice. So, lucky you, listener, you've got yourself a full house. And it turns out that we are a seriously bad influence on each other. And yes, listeners, I don't say this lightly, but this may be the most offensive episode we have ever recorded. As you will hear, I had to deploy the bleeper on multiple occasions to protect the innocent. Mostly Uncle Mike, who at this point in time is our sole Patreon. Chanel decided to welcome him to the AA family by roasting him live on air. Lucky him. That's the level of care and respect our patrons can expect. Nothing but the best for you. Now then... We don't have corporate sponsors or ads read out by me, the host. But what we do have is an amazing community of listeners and supporters. And they are spread all the way around the globe. So we wanted to take this opportunity to give one or two of them a shout out. So, in no particular order, here we go. There's D20 Productions from Deepest Darkest Scunthorpe in the UK, who has Curse of Strahd airing on his channel. That's D20 Productions on the 15th of November. Paul said, make it creepy if possible. So, Paul, I'm recording this in the nude, just for you. Oh, no, sorry, you said make it spooky. And we got to wish a massive happy birthday to Catman Jones himself in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you very much for your support, Catman Jones. You are the closest thing we have to a real-life Aristobulus. Next up, we have the Average Adventuring Party podcast in San Angelo, Texas. Of course, we couldn't go without mentioning Uncle Mike, our sole patron, who hails from South Carolina. We've got every edition tabletop RPG talk show who support us. They are YouTube-based and Spotify-based, and you can find them in southeastern Pennsylvania, just outside of Philly. And next up, we have at J.D. Dreyfus. He's got you for your writing commissions, listeners, so go check him out. He hails from Cleveland, Ohio. Of course... We couldn't go without mentioning the mighty vocal artist Shiv, who you can find on Twitter, at IOShiv. Thanks very much for your support, Shiv. You can find him in the south coast of the United Kingdom in the beautiful area of Dorset. And, of course, somebody called Albion Absey's Geographical Almanac. No idea who you are, but you sent us a wonderful meme, so I thought we would mention you. And we're going to come into land on the Complete Diagram Studios on Instagram, based out of Superior, Wisconsin. They make custom dice boxes for all your rolling needs. So go check out Complete Diagram Studios. Hopefully, that's everyone. If I've missed you, I'm very, very sorry. 
but thank you very much for all of your care and support. As ever, I'm duty-bound to remind you that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. What follows is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. We even managed to offend ourselves this week, and that takes some doing. So, listener discretion, as always, is advised. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Matt, Raggy, Lewis, Shan, and myself for this week's episode of The Adventurers Anonymous Podcast. Please enjoy. How's everyone doing? You all all right? Yeah, good. Pretty good, thanks. Good, 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 good. good. Shan's going to join us, so we should have a full house tonight. Ooh-wee. Holy shit. Holy shit. Also, we've got our first Patreon. That's big news. Ooh-wee. I feel like we should get some memorabilia. Maybe we can do like um, you know, like AA tokens. Maybe yeah, we can do like yeah. uh, well tokens. What I haven't told you is I'm actually recording this bit just so that we can catch some bloopery goodness. But one of the things we have in the offing, Shan is agreed to look after hospitality and PR. We're going to be looking at some stickers and we're going to be looking at some postcards for our patrons. Uh, I probably should have told you I was recording this bit rather than just door stopping you all. I take back everything racist I said that was just in character. Absolutely. <laughs> At that time, we know a rider stole a bunch of shoes yeah. <laughs> and then tried to blame it on method acting. Are we going to do a um, hot holiday holiday card for the patrons? Well, wow, that's interesting because like, someone did ask us whether we would do a signed photograph from uh, the cast for them. But the only photo that we currently have of all of us, Raggy, you are wearing fairy wings. And I wasn't sure how you felt about that. <laughs> oh, oh, he's all good with that. Okay. All right, fine. Print it. Either <laughs> that or we blow the first £10 we make through Patreon uh, getting a proper studio session for a photo. Like, I mean, we'll be £190 in debt. <laughs> but... I was going to say, that could get us a um, photo booth session, maybe? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we should we should think about that. Shan, I was just saying, we're going to get some postcards made, and we're going to sign them, and we're going to send them to our Patreons. Is Belsiar just going to smear his bum across each postcard? That's racist. Crocodiles can Crocodiles write. don't have a bum. They have a cloaca. Hello. Hello. Oh, my God. The, f- hey. the prodigal son returns. As always. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. I quite like the setup. It's almost like a vlogger setup. Like I feel yeah, like yeah. you just need like the chip. Yeah, like a Twitch thing. We're gonna play. We're gonna play the game, Lewis. What's in the wardrobe? Oh, in this one, I mean, uh, you, I mean, we could definitely just skip the obvious, and you can just pick what color the gimp costume is. How about that? Is that easier? Uh, Pink. <laughs> It's see through. No, it's not your time playing what's the colour of my... It's not the first time you're playing what's the colour of my game suit. You've done this before. (laughs) Cling film and butter. You mean one of my soirees, I see. (laughs) I've got to get a wine. I'm not alcoholised enough. I need to get myself a sweet, sweet glass of wine. I'll be right back. Talk amongst yourselves. Shit, Lewis, you're drinking No, it is. No, it's uh, Brew York. temptation or something it's called it's like a seven percent stout porter thing it tastes like chocolate and bad decisions i like it right is everyone comfortable are you all sitting comfortably living your best lives all right always we will begin right uh 
fuck, right, first off, it's worth noting that we're all actually here. It's almost like we're friends. Good good day to all of you. Good day, day, sir. Good Good day day to you. Good day. Everyone smile. I'm going to take a squad shot. These things don't work very well. Here we go. Five, four, three. (laughs) Okay. Excellent. That's that's Squad shot. Squad shot. Wow. Sounds like a bukkake thing. It does. It sounds awful. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. When did it become boo khaki? Boo, what would you prefer? Right. There's no fucking ghost. Yeah, well, we're going to Halloween. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It's a hard you. Bukaki. What about if you did it phonetically and it's boo cake? <laughs> As a. Have a slice. Have a, well, you're the, the word. Have a slice of that yeah. from a cafe. <laughs> what, boo cake? Yeah, hopefully you get a serviette. What kind of horrible cafe would serve that? <laughs> the best kind. Yeah. <laughs> the glory hole cafe. Uh, our, our, spo- our sponsors this week. <laughs> oh, the Glory yeah, Hole Cafe. Yeah, the Glory Hole. Timpsons and Sons Glory Hole Cafe. <laughs> Why are you uh, John Cena, um, Jan? Pardon? I thought you said John Cena. <laughs> Why are you John Cena? You can't see me. You guys know. Oh, I like this. That's my face. <laughs> Patriot. That is nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they say oh, in Timson's and Sons, too. <laughs> is there even a higher yeah, Patreon level where you get to see Shan's face? Uh, yeah, only our top playing <laughs> listeners ever get to see Shan's face. I have to pay wow. at least 20... No, hang on. That's uh, a bought. <laughs> I'm not going to finish bought, that statement because... Some would say it was free <laughs> that you even started that sentence. Never mind, fucking finish. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, right. So, uh, what? Sorry, what was it? Timpsons and Sons Bukaki mm-hmm. Cafe. Yes, yes. Bukafe. The Bukafe. The Bukafe. Yep. yep, that's what that that's what our producer notes say is the um, yeah is the uh, sponsor this week. Timpsons and Sons Bukaki Cafe. Yep. Just be careful if they ask you if you want cream <laughs> in your coffee. Wait, <laughs> don't mock our sponsor. Don't hey. mock. Also get keys cut while you yeah. wait for your bouquet. I was going to say. Yeah, don't yeah, you, yeah. Don't you, get you mock our sponsors. They give okay. us good money. Right. Lewis, I'm going to read out a recap. And afterwards, you're going to have the opportunity to ask any questions you want, because I appreciate it in a couple of weeks. So here we go. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had found themselves on the road to Nicodranus in search of a storm. Shacked up with the grieving form of the farmer, Phineas Flange, who was still coming to terms with the realisation of his daughter's death. They travelled by cart around the headland, making good time. That was until they were ambushed by a party of gnolls, who attempted to take Tati hostage. Enter a local vigilante, known only as the Bumblebee, who rescued them, and beyond that did very little to endear herself to them. Her clear social biases irking Tati, who didn't really appreciate her tone. She did not appear to have any huge insights to offer them beyond offering them a cigarette or two. Farewells were said as she rode off into the countryside, just as the party reached the gates of Nicodranus. Tati slowly turned around to look at the horizon as a dark and portentous storm was brewing, rumbling across the countryside on its way to them. And that is where we will pick up with this week's episode. I attacked the storm straight in there. Ice knife. I mean... Uh, so... Lewis, I think the last time you played, you'd just reached the edge of a corn. Yeah, yes, yes, we had, yes. So you made friends with the farmer, and he said, as you were going to Nicodranus, if you did a day's honest work, he would give you a cart ride. I've heard that before. 
Okay. And did- what really happened was Hanash flirted miserably with his wife. Obviously. Uh, Hanash then tried to chop a tree down that turned out to be an awakened tree. So, you know, there was a fight ensued between Hanash and a giant tree. Hanash won. Tati attempted to shoe a horse. As in, shoe go away, or here's your shoe boot. Oh, I see. Okay. Boot. Didn't break cool. a leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow. The listeners just missed Tati's uh, sock there. Now that, that line on Patreon level. Yeah, bitch. That's Patreon level. Anything <laughs> for the ankle up. Um, Tati attempted to shoe a horse, but he forgot to take the shoe off the horse before reshoeing it, so he double-shoed the horse. Kind of back problems. That's, a, that's the thing that happened. And then Tati saw a little girl sitting by the edge of a pond and chatted to her and realised that he could see ghosts and he was chatting to the dead ghost, the dead spirit of the farmer's daughter who'd gone missing six years earlier. And after a bit of jiggery-pokery, she said, not like that, that's not sexual. But after, uh, sorry, no, there was no... No, move on. Move on. Um, she, she said, uh, could you lay my body to rest? And it turns out that she had climbed into the oven whilst playing hide and seek and no one had realised and she'd been cooked alive six years later, six years earlier. And uh, Tati got her bones and they buried them. And then the farmer was very sad. Wow, a bleak ending, but fantastic writing, you know, truly. But Tati can see ghosts. That's good. That's good. We're going to fuck with that. You said the last words. I did. (laughs) Yeah, you, you, you... As they laid the bones into the ground in a small biscuit tin, they asked you to say a few words as a priest. And were they beautiful or were they crude? I tried to do slam poetry, but it <laughs> failed miserably, so it was just shit. <laughs> it was just, it was neither good or crude, just shit. I got two rhymes in, the word bone and scones, <laughs> and then everything else was, was fucking terrible. Uh, wow. And then they travelled in the cart, they got ambushed by a bunch of gnolls, which are basically like human hyenas. And you met a vigilante who was a lovely high-born lady called the Bumblebee. Come. And all of these people just were rude to her for like oh, an hour and a half. I made her a hat. Oh, it's true. You made her a party balloon hat. Um, so really, other than that, you've arrived with the cart and a very sad farmer. Oh, the farmer's come with us. At the okay. gates of Nicodranus. Okay. Okay. Nicodranus sounds yeah, like a Greek a island where we're all having a lad's holiday. So that's what I think the vibe is this week. <laughs> It's got, it's got that vibe to it. No, so just for context... No, that's one hell, of a, one hell of an episode now, <laughs> Lads Holiday. For those of you who may have forgotten, Nicodranus is the city where Belsiar did a magic show. I don't know if you remember. He uh, ran through a member of the audience in a barrel by accident with a sword. Yes, good time. Standard. Uh, Tatty, Tatty had his fingers healed here. Oh. What about and, my nose? And... You've still got a dick nose. I don't know how to say this to you. <laughs> At this point, you'd look weird without it. You know, we've just become accustomed to it. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to say at this point is for our Patreon level listeners, when we do finally get the artwork of Maud done, we're going to put a poll out and our listeners can decide whether her nose is cut or uncut. I hate that. I mean, a better, better man than me. I don't want to have to decide <laughs> that. Who are you commissioning? Ooh. Who's drawing this? Are you kind of weird? Specialist are we the pervs? <laughs> yeah, specialist artists. Are they the pervs? Are we the pervs? 
I met them on Reddit, Lewis. Oh, okay. Um, I, have, I have no further questions. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the other thing, Hanashi might quick say things about AJ. He's a great hey, dealer. Yeah. <laughs> say nice things we've never seen in his face. <laughs> I like his face. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Fuck. What a cock. Good thing we're saying nice things then. Oh. AJ? He's oh. dead. Oh, do you know how how nice it is not to be the guy who's fucking it for a, for a change <laughs> this week? It's normally me who spends half an hour dicking around. Maybe, uh, no, maybe got the feedback going. He's selectively mute. Yes, that's right. Sorry, apologies about that. Don't pull your own monitor headphone cord out with your flailing your arm around. In Nicodranus, you um, you were hiring a room in an inn, and you hired. The bridal suite, if you remember, and you had like a heart-shaped bed, and you you brought a fish up, and you had an intimate night, Hanash, with a fish. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember that because yeah, the the guy was being a dick about me bringing a fish in, wasn't he? That's right. So so you hired the bridal suite. Yeah, I got. And then you accidentally started a small fire on the floor and pissed on it to put it out. That sounds like me. I'm well. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't try and shit on it first, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Ah, uh, you got poop on it. Right, well, there you go. You're, you're... Okay, wait, is um, Oh, wait, DM, I have a question. Yes, ask away. What, remind me of the motive. Are we still looking for the cheese thing? Yes, yes, yes. So you found your first Emmental. You found the, I'm going to get this wrong, Tatty, the Earth Emmental, which was in the cave with the Kuatoas. And now you're looking for the Water Emmental, which is going to be out at sea with a storm front that's coming in called Elba. I thought it was the. I thought it was the wind one. See, I told you I'd get it wrong. Tatty's a much better DM than I am. It's true. Um, it's the wind shit, one. With um, I, I, I've transferred all my notes into the into the book that you got me for my birthday, so it's it's, ah, there it's you only because I've got it in front of me. So yeah, you're after another one of the Emmentals, which is it supposedly, according to um, Sister Perineus's, um notes, in a storm front to the eye of the storm of El Bastardo, which. You can see the beginnings of a storm coming onto the coastline. As you enter the, the, the city of Nicodranus, now Nicodranus is a exciting and bustling city with a population of 100-odd thousand. Uh, it's, it's a big, bustling city. And remember, you're also on a tropical coast, so it's a very warm climate with beautiful palm trees, uh, sandy beaches, and all the usual riffraff that you would see in a bustling port town. Now, all of you will notice that I was really organised. I gave you all the map to Nicodranus last night. Was? Which, yes. Is this the place that we burnt down the bar? Or was that, did we sail to there after here? So we were Nicodranus and we sailed to other place, burnt that town. That's right. The other one was Port Zune. You, you burnt down the, you burnt down a large proportion of Port Zune. Yeah, true. Cool. You you burnt down many bars. This was the second bar you burnt down. The second one was a. Uh, do you remember if you remember it? it? Was an underground speakeasy set just beneath a discount pine warehouse. Yeah, like um, and, uh, like, yeah, look, look, Arisobius kicked a dog into something, didn't he? In the that style. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Hanash, you you were the one who had the there was there was a safe word to get in, and the safe word was moist. Oh. <laughs> All right. So come on, you're 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 on the. If you look at the map. You are, he, he said like he had it open himself. Let me get the map open. You're, you're coming in through the bridge at the top. Pelicase Bridge. 
Yes, that's the one. Okay. If you come in through the top. So currently in our party, we've got Uzlot, um, a sad, bereaved farmer. Yes. A, a bee, a bee lady that we're all mean to for no, some reason. No, no, no. The, the bumblebee lady, you fucked her off. She's a vigilante. She, 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 she rode off into the countryside. Do we start the game? Um, yes, you still got Marvin, the goat. Who's on like um, what, Aristobulus? Uh, wait, hold on. Last time I was here, Marvin was on the brink of death. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Is he still on like? Is is he still just hanging on? Just barely. M- Marvin's only ever had one hit point. Mar- <laughs> Marvin's on chemotherapy. He's mostly one sneeze away from let's, death. Let's just be honest. Cool. Yeah. Uh, again, being a cleric, you're killing Marvin. Whenever I'm not here, I come back and I'm like, so how's Marvin? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, there, there's barely hanging on. Absolutely, fear and trepidation, mm-hmm. which is what all modern relationships. I, um, are I know, like he's going to be fine, <laughs> and then accidentally I'll hit him with a tin of corn, and he'll die or something. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be the end of him. Like he's... <laughs> you drop your, you your bag, the tin just starts yeah, rolling slowly, shit. hits him in the yeah. leg, and then like, yeah. he doesn't get the same. And then the saving throw doesn't go. And then Marvin just dies. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a, a very sickly goat, Uzlot on a breed yeah. farmer, all walk into this town. It's the yes. start of a bad joke, so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I need to also inform you, Aristobulus. Um, the farmer brought a load of goods on his way. Oh, so, good. So, so basically, you were just piggybacking in the back of his cart uh, on the way to Nicodranus. Between you and Hanash, you ate a lot of his goods. Um, he have did I, have, have a I, bag okay. of chicken wings, but there was a dead body that they picked up on the way that they okay. Yes. Um, so all right, does that there, have any health was a, impact on me, or am I? There was every good, chance that you may have fine. also consumed some human bones in the last episode. Um, I need you to make me a tetanus mm-hmm. check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I should have blessed it, whatever it was. I should have, I should have made it kosher and I should have blessed it or something. But ah, well, <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one judged that. No one judged that. You don't know what my religion is. It's deliberately ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that kind of kosher. It's the other kosher. We can't piss. Yeah, off it's that. my my kind of co- kosher. Don't write in. We can't piss off the Catholics. It's a Filipino audience. Oh. It's very big to us. Okay. Do you know what? Since since you made some cheap shot comment about Imelda Marcos, Matt, <laughs> our Filipino numbers are in. They're like um, dog shit. <laughs> Did I tell you? Have we done this already? Did I tell you the time I got called an infidel by uh, by a few uh, Indonesian no. people online? Because <laughs> I had a we had burn, burning church merch for a while because it seemed funny. To have really gothic uh, merch, and yeah. we did a did a few sponsored ads, and yeah. <laughs> they did not like that. Let, let really? me tell you, they take they don't can't see the humor in that. Anyway, your infidel single coming soon. Infidel, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, are you on a no fly list somewhere in like the far east, or nah, just some fucking virgin <laughs> having a pop online, wasn't it? So. Uh, how no do problem. you know they were a virgin? Not an issue. Who's on <laughs> <laughs> who argues on the internet, AJ? <laughs> I don't know. Was, was their uh, username uh, untouched123? Oh, uh, wow. Oh. Is that making it in? Is that making it into the edit? 
It's impressive to discuss this group of people, AJ, but you've done it. You've got it. I know, you've done it. Are we sponsored by Incels Monthly? Oh, Incel. Jesus Christ. (laughs) We don't recoil often, but when we do, it's for something very worthy. (laughs) I'm feeling really judged. You should. You told me this was a safe space. (laughs) <laughs> no one nobody said that no nobody's ever said that <laughs> no one said this is a safe space <laughs> in fact if anything we've probably said the opposite <laughs> yeah it's a danger space yeah. dear god i was going to freestyle some poetry about simple simon checking his <laughs> but then uh. i decided <laughs> against it <laughs> i think it could go either way I don't know. Wow. Now that you've made it a rhyme, I'm I'm ten percent more on board. Do we think that's actually gonna make the podcast cut? I think simple Simon uh, Pickle is uh, <laughs> but the, the original point won't. No. Okay. Good. Can we buzz it out and then us ripping into you stay in? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, do you remember the time I asked Chanel who our sponsor was and she just looked straight at the camera and said mm-hmm. Had to bleep out. I, I had to beep out. Which, again, there's going to be a lot of bleeping here, as I have to bleep out my Again, I also had to bleep out a joke I made about Taffy getting whilst uh, uh, sticking his finger in a pool of blood uh, <laughs> to check how fresh it was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of bleeping in this episode. Yeah, the bleeping makes it funnier. It, it really keep it in. It's, it's, it's funnier. Much more horrific than it actually is. Yeah. I imagine it ain't going to be that much more horrific. I don't know. <laughs> So I just want to say at this point, um, Phineas comes back to the cart. Uh, he's just uh, popped over to take a quick piss in a uh, lean-to. As he comes back, he's like, look, I don't want to break up this circle, Jerk. You all look like you're having a wonderful time, but uh, that storm's coming. And quite frankly, we need to get somewhere. Yeah, Phineas, I just told you that I've, that I've got a date with that storm. So we're going to go We're gonna go find the port. Did you, um, was there an action freeze and you went... And that storm's name is Destiny. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. I did have a similarly cool and intense line that we cut off the last episode off. Can we insert lightning effect after Sean said that? <laughs> Absolutely we can, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, what's the name of our new patron? Is it Uncle Mike? Hmm? Does anyone, I'm the, am I the only Shout one who will actually know that? Has to check notes. Yeah. yeah. Is he on? Uncle Mike. <laughs> Whoa! What a, excuse me, don't say that. He's our only patron. 100% of us. Fuck, Sean? Not anymore, don't he isn't. Uncle Mike, get in the comments. <laughs> He's listening to us because that's the only thing he can get in prison on the transistor radio. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not oh, sure man. this content can stay in. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uncle Mike, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, oh, I'm sorry man. you're in prison, Uncle Mike. <laughs> Uncle Mike isn't in prison. I've seen Uncle Mike on the internet. Uncle Mike makes uh, really cool videos about Microsoft Ooh. Flight Simulator. Cool guy. Oh, God. That hasn't helped. So anyway, you can explore the real world. <laughs> Uncle Mike. Oh, <laughs> Uncle Mike. Uh, our, lo- our lawyers, Uncle Mike, have... <laughs> I've suggested that, that that nothing Shan said 
was genuine. I love flight simulators. Mm. Okay, well, that's getting beeped and out. I'm not a I'm not prisoner. And I'm not a well, I'm and not I'm a prisoner. Not caught yet. <laughs> What's the chances that Uncle Mike's going to listen to this and then he's instantly going to fucking unsubscribe from our Patreon? Thanks for the one week. Um, when you said patron, at first I thought you meant patron saint. I was like, when do we get a patron saint? But... Yeah, that's it. If you too want to be accused of being a deviant live on air, become a patron <laughs> and maybe Chanel will character assassinate your peccadillo. So, now that we know that you're going to remove all of this, why don't you start by doing a shout out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not removing it, Chanel. I'm going to beep out bits of it. <laughs> Fine. Fine by me. <laughs> Right, is Chanel, that kind before... of a shout out? That was a shout Chanel, out. Before we go on, I think you should say a sincere apology <laughs> to Uncle Mike. I don't think two fingers in the air is a sincere apology. <laughs> it might be in the Philippines, but um, wow! Again, I've got to stop racking. It's up. fine. I've looked. I've looked in the statistics. The Philippines makes up less than one percent of our listenership now, and that is Gary Glitter. <laughs> oh, wow! Bing. Okay, yeah. Too big for the Philippines. I, I like that. That could be the next merch. Next <laughs> we, we've got too much girth for the Philippines. Too girthy for the Philippines. What's, wow. the, what's the farmer's name? The farmer's name. Yeah. Phineas. Phineas Flange. His wife was called Gertie. He had he had two children called Tyler and Firkin, and he also used to have a daughter called Tiffany with an I, but she got turned into. Carbon. Tiffany with a die. <laughs> Oof. Proud Wowza. of you. Proud of you for that. As again, Phineas is like, I'm starting to feel left out. I don't really get all these things. <laughs> They're very parochial. <laughs> Who's Uncle Mike? <laughs> Phineas, you should go hunker down in an inn somewhere. Maybe get a couple of rounds of drinks. Buy a few for us. Uh, we are going to go to the port. Because we are going to sail into that fucking storm. Dun, dun, dun! All right. I tell you what I'll do. I'm going to go to the Busty Barnacle. Yeah. I'll be at the Busty Barnacle Inn in Windcross if you need me. Not far from Pellex Bridge, which is here. If you look at the end of the road, at the end of the bridge, I'll be there in the Busty Barnacle. Sweet. Where's the port? It's by the sea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it the moon mill? Am I an idiot, or is this, or is this map like I don't like the colours of it? I can't. There's, I, there's no easy way for me to see which end is which. So, uh, yeah, the a, middle left is the water. I'm guessing. Yeah, the yeah middle left is the water. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we need to go. Oh, the wharf. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah there it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like the map. I think. I think. I, I like it. Looks amazing. I, I was asking. If I was Extra points to Hannah. I was asking if I was an idiot. Yeah, no, I love it. I was, I was just being an idiot too. Um, so we've been we've been to the wharf before, I guess. Then, if we sailed from here to Port Zoon, then we must have been to the port. Yeah, we, we, we got our old captain buddy to sail from this port, didn't we? That's who I'm going to go. That's right. Yes, Jibberstock. Captain James P. Jibberstock set fail. <laughs> set fail. No. Was that? Sail. That was a <laughs> That was a Freudian slip. It's not that funny. It was very funny. <laughs> you you're just not here right now. There we go. Right. 
Captain James P. Jibberstop set sail from Dredger's Wharf. Yeah. Can we um, can we start heading for Dredger's Wharf then, please? Absolutely. Yes. You you wave goodbyes to Phineas Flange. He comes across to Belsiar and he's like, "I know things have been difficult, and I know that we've probably crossed lines that we can't uncross. But I would like you to keep those dungarees as a gift from me. No man should have to walk naked through a city, especially not into the eye of a storm." That's very kind. May I have a lock of your hair as well? To remember you by. Make me a <laughs> persuasion check. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, persuasion. Well, that's a six. Yes. A six. <laughs> As Phineas Flange leans in close, he looks at you and he said, As I stated at the time when I gave you these dungarees, that was not a sexual transaction. I understand. It is purely out of friendship. Can't blame a crocodile for trying. If I give you a lock of my hair, I don't know what sort of magical shit you'd get up to with it. You might curse me. I understand. I, <laughs> I was, I was going to uh, intervene, if you don't mind, to this. Of course. Um, I, I, I'd like to cast command. <laughs> I don't know what the command's going to be, but I, I want, I, I want to abuse my spiritual powers so that. Um, he he gives a lock of the hair. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel like it's a worth. Like I would ask for this, and I would want it given. This very, it's very. He's, I feel like he's certainly got an Aristobulus level here of strange, unprovoked <laughs> requests from NPCs, and I'm I'm here for it, and I will do anything I can to make it happen. I'm excited to like, oh, think of like what the <laughs> what the one word is going to be that gets the hair. Shave. I've got okay, okay. Um, right, go on. What does he have to do? Uh, I'm going to um, cast command just while they're having yeah, this. He, he has yep. to make some sort of saving throw, presumably. Uh, yeah, I get one action. The range is sixty foot. Um, only one round. It lasts for and a wisdom saving throw fourteen. Wisdom saving throw right? fourteen. Thank you very much. Yeah, let me do that. I think that's right. Is that what WIS stands for? Right? Yeah. Fuck yeah, did you? He got he got twelve. Oh, fantastic! Uh, As he's I'm in the sh- middle of, he's in the middle of saying, "I told you this is a purely non-sexual transaction." <laughs> As a glassy look comes over his eyes, what, right. what are you saying to him? Uh, do I have time to discuss this when I come back? Because it is technically one action, but I didn't know if it's a spell. Do I get that? Like almost in GTA, where you can slow things down before you crash your car. Am I able to quickly? <laughs> oh, oh no! Quickly confer. Because between two words, but the rule of fucking cool. I'll give you twenty give seconds. You... Excellent. That's way more than I need. I'll turn to Matt. I'll be like, uh, I'll turn to and Ash. Be like, um, right. And my two words are malt or shave. Because I only get, I only can say one <laughs> word. So which do you think is the best one to to get what you want? I think. He's not a fucking cat. I think shave. I think shave. Shave will probably if he doesn't have any utensils with him, then probably he'll just rip out a bit of hair. It could be beard, but is that cool? What if you just say alopecia? (laughs) 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 Alopecia. It's not a command, is it? You can't get him to re-splice his own genetics. 
<laughs> it's a command. <laughs> That's, I wasn't sure how far the command went. Like, could you like even shed? Because is that just going to be him like, just, like trying to, yeah. trying to, yeah, yeah trying to like he shed? Smashes up the fucking cart and builds a shed out of it. Yeah, see, it's slightly... Okay, well, I'm going to have to go with shave then, and hopefully well... he, he pulls out a bit of hair or beard or pube, whatever you want. All right. Jesus Christ, listeners. I genuinely don't know why I write these multi-layered characters. <laughs> this beautiful just, fucking storyline. As he's in the middle... Cubes out. As he's in the middle of a discourse with Belsia about how he's very welcome to keep the dungarees at the Musty Meadows farm, a voice in the side of his ear, a honeyed voice, whispers the word, Shave! As... He stops in his tracks and everything pauses and slows down. Even the bead of sweat, because Nicodranus is quite a warm climate, the sweat is coming down his brow. Even the bead of sweat stops midway down his brow. As he turns, apropos of nothing, puts a hand into the bucket of chicken wings and pulls out some grease, unbuttons his shirt, lathers it on, pulls out a knife out of his boot and just starts shaving his own chest hair. <laughs> So grim. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just going to make a quick sleight of hand check for him. Hold on. Oh, God. Cuts off his own. Seven. God, if he loses <laughs> He's nicked his nipple on the way. <laughs> no! He's just caught the tip of his nipple. As you see through the chicken grease, just a small rivulet of blood travelling down the left side of his chest. But, of course, he doesn't know what's going on. He just carries on shaving. <laughs> That's going to stay real bad in like six seconds. Yep. As he saunters off to the pub. How long does it last for? For six seconds? No, it's uh, like 60. It lasts like one minute. Okay, one minute. As all of you are aware of what's going on, you now have one minute to either leave the scene or be around when he realises he's just lost the tip of his left nipple. (laughs) I mean, leave, obviously. <laughs> Let's leave. <laughs> it's much funnier. Can I see the tip of the nipple that's fallen off on the floor? I'd like to pick it up and put it in my squirrel bag. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Make me a perception check. I wanted to get them before anybody else did. Oh, no one's going to be racing <laughs> for it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, trust me. It, it's all yours. This is like fucking gold rush. <laughs> 23. 23. You look down at the pile. There's a pile of chicken grease as he flicks it off his knife onto the cobbles of the floor in the Nicodrana Street on the edge of the Pellock Bridge. As you see in the grease the tip of his nipple, as you look over to one side, you see a uh, sausage dog just running towards the tip of the nipple. What are you doing? How many familiars am I allowed? Oh, no. Um... <laughs> you can't have the nipple and the dog, surely. <laughs> Can I use the nipple to lure the dog? <laughs> uh, this you can, the, uh, what, it's what, a good what, episode title. What do you want to do, Maud? Um, I would like to use the nipple to lure the dog. Well, the dog is already heading towards the nipple. The dog can smell the blood and the chicken grease. I'll scoop up the dog, put the nipple in the back. <laughs> okay, make me an animal handling check. I will. Yeah, that's that's a woman who can do it all right there. <laughs> oh, maybe not ten. Ten. Maybe maybe I can just do some of it. <laughs> uh, as you pick up the nipple and the grease in one hand, you go to pick up the sausage dog in the other. But being fully lubed up, the sausage dog goes clean through 
your greased up arm uh, and just turfs it off the side of the bridge. As you all look down, there's just a plopping sound in the estuary. Yeah. Wait, why is Maud look lubed up? She's just picked up a load of chicken grease in one hand. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. And the, and the nipple. Oh, the nipple. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Fair. Sure. Is there a piece of wood the similar size of, of a door anywhere in the vicinity? Make me a perception check. Gonna throw it at the dog. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> Natural 20. Holy shit. Natural 20. Um, as you look over, just purely out of chance, you realise that um, times have been tough for Phineas. And actually, one of the side panels of the cart is an old door that he's just fashioned into a side panel for the cart. Okay, I pick it up and I say, I'll meet you at the port, bitches. And I jump into the estuary and float my way to the port. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> this is going to go down as such. Yeah. You go to the edge of the cart and you get out a dagger and you prise off the side panel of the cart, making a god almighty racket. All of that noise awakens Phineas, who looks down at his bare, smooth chest, the rivulets of blood coming off his nipple. It's like, what the hell's going on? Just as you leap off the side of the bridge into the estuary. Uh, now, at that point, <laughs> I need you to make me a survival check. Survival? <laughs> well, I mean, you've just, you've just jumped about 30 feet into a fucking estuary off a bridge. On a door. <laughs> on a door. A strong seven. Strong seven, yeah. A, str- a strong seven. Okay. Uh, so the momentum carries you. You're, you're on it like a surfboard as you go down, decking it into the water. You hit it like concrete. Um, you feel your face slam against the wood of the door and you taste a coppery, warm taste in your mouth uh, as you realise you've bitten down on your own tongue. As you look ahead, you see the sausage dog. Now, the good thing is the sausage dog was greased up. So you see him floating in a puddle of grease in the middle of the estuary. He's about 20 metres in front of you. Can I try and grab him on my way? If I like, if I kind of get speed up to where his position is. What, you want to do a doggy paddle off the back of the... No, I, I want to save him. Well, he's he's already got a head start. There's, it's an estuary. It's flowing out to I don't know if I have any more momentum with me, you know, riding the wave and, like, hitting it hard, but... What's this at Malibu? <laughs> I mean, he does also have arms that he can use to pull himself forward. <laughs> um, all right, all right. No, no, I'm, make I'm, me I'm, an I'm happy that with not being able to catch the dog. It's just if I did catch the get over the dog, I would save the dog. But if not, I'm happy. To... Well, all I'm saying is he's got about a 20-foot head start on you. So whatever you wish to do. Okay, cool. Also, can, can we just pause there? What are the rest of you doing as you watch Hanash swan dive off a bridge? I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to the, the dredger's wall. Watching. Slow clapping. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I choose to cartwheel behind Tatty. So hang on, let me get this right. You've just mentally abused a bereaved mm-hmm. farmer whose daughter recently died by getting him to shave his own chest with chicken grease. And then the moment you got what you wanted, your friend just risked his own life to save a dog, and you've all just fucked off to the pub. Middle-aged white privilege, that, isn't it? Pretty much. Oh, sorry, to the wharf. To the wharf. To the wharf. He's chicken, chicken grease McGee. You know, I mean, his farmer's done that like a nice guy. He committed manslaughter on his daughter, right? 
and then blamed me for it when I pointed it out. <laughs> I think technically it was daughter slaughter. <laughs> I, I love that band. That band is so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, no. We made Chris stand up. This is brilliant. Uh, now we know. Now we know, listeners, that uh, Chris actually wears trousers because he's just stood up. Kind of assumed mm. he was naked from the waist down until now. Don't do that. Mm. Don't do that. Daughter slaughter. You are not allowed to request me not to do something. You just said daughter slaughter. Oh yeah, it was. Anyway, it wasn't his fucking fault. It was a baking accident. <laughs> yeah. If Paul Hollywood had done it, <laughs> it kills four people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. National treasure. Four people a year. Oh, oh, Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood's a massive cunt. Oh, uh, he's definitely a perv. He definitely shags the babysitter. He's one of them. <laughs> but as Chanel likes to say, Paul Hollywood does have the eyes of a blind husky. Oh, wow. That's, that's accurate. This might be our most controversial episode yet. That's it. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it took Paul Hollywood for us to realise that. And Paul Hollywood didn't get the, the rough end of the stick on this one. He got the carrot. He got This is why we can't be here all at the same time every week. If we're here at the same time every week, it's unbroadcast- unbroadcastable. <laughs> Thank fuck this isn't a live stream. Oh, by the way, guys, I accidentally signed us all up to do the occasional live stream with the listeners, maybe like once a month. Risky. Try and rein it in, all right? Well, us and fucking DJ Dave or whatever he's called. (laughs) (laughs) Just... (laughs) His name is Uncle Mike. I'm unfamiliar with Uncle Mike. Do you mean prison Mike? Do, do you mean to just go to around his Yeah. We're all just pretending Chanel didn't say that. It's fine. I've just had to bleep I didn't hear that what Chanel said. In the you fucking it That's fine. That's fine. It doesn't need airing again. <laughs> Visiting look. hours. All right, look. <laughs> I've said it before. I've said it again. This podcast goes out before the watershed. We can only use the word three times, okay? <laughs> use it wisely. I'm not sure that this is the right. Um, I'm not sure that this is the right podcast for him. It is. It seems. He's over eighty. Taste. He's not over eighty. No. Oh dear. Oh dear. If you too want to be insulted, you too should just sign up for the mere nine pounds a month, ten pounds a month. What is it like? You could. You two can get character assassinated by Maud. No, it's not we're roasting them. People pay a lot of money to get roasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrities yeah. Oh, get roasted. Spit roasted. Uh, yes. Thingy's daughter paid a lot of money. Roasted. Oi. Oh, so close. It was a name. Tiffany. Tiffany with an eye. Uh, oh, I see. See, come on. I was on your level there. Come I got that. There we are. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so get it. I've got to, I've got to bring you back because you're a bunch of fucking degenerate halfwits. Can I do acrobats behind Tatty as we just leave this man? That's fair. Yes, absolutely. Acrobatics. That's how I choose to exit the scene. Mm-hmm. Cartwheeling. Mm-hmm. Can I smile awkwardly at Phineas, pretending none of that happened, and just get my dead monk? Oh, we lost Sham. Oh no, we lost Chanel. DJ Dave's <laughs> comes to get her. <laughs> <laughs> one by one. I mean, ultimately, this this episode is unfucking usable. 
just just a live stream of Excellent. us taking a piss out of someone and then us disappearing one by one. Just the lights go off behind me and Reggie. It's just like, oh no, be there, be there. So, oh. There we go. Right, we're recording again. We had to reboot the recording because Shan vanished. That's fine. Right. Apparently, Chanel's not drinking this month. Oh, muscle tough. Ooh, nice. Well done. Well done for you. The slowest of slow claps. Hey. It's a dry roast. Hey. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's mental comedy from AJ there. Pow, pow, pow. Pow, pow. There we go. Right. Sorry, make me an acrobatics check, mm. please. Yep, 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 yep. Louis. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep. 19. 19? Yeah. So basically, you do a flying, you're in your Jesus creepers, uh-huh. flipper flapping down the cobbles, and you do a handstand. Now, what happens is you slide in the chicken grease, but you style it out. So almost like a flash dance, kind of like a break dance move. You, you slide on your hands in the chicken grease and then flip back round onto your little disgusting sandals. Wonderful. Smooth. Okay, so I think, personally, we should probably pan back to Hanash, who's currently in an estuary of freezing cold water on a door with a sausage dog covered in grease 20 feet in front of him. I'm just having a great time, to be honest. I'm, I've, I've manoeuvred it around, so I'm just kind of laid down, kind of, you know, arms crossed like a cool dude. Just, like... <laughs> well, you mean like Rose at the end of Titanic? N- no, more like me on a lilo in Lanzarote, I guess. Vibes. Vibes. Like, I'm pretending the door is a pelican lilo. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So um, you're going down the river. So as you look up, you can see uh, people in windows. You see women like hanging out, washing on lines out the windows. People are shouting at you. Uh, people are asking whether you're okay. I'm just giving them the finger guns. How? 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 <laughs> Showing them was it? I'm also uh, keeping a, a slight eye check. on when I'm going to enter the sea. So my kids... <laughs> I'm keeping cool about it, but, uh, but I would like to know where the sea is. <laughs> you the sea? Make me a perception check. Not quite figured that out yet. Yeah. Uh, perception check, sure. Yes, please. You're like the guy Fieri of Dickadrana. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I got a five. A five? So you're busy um, just making finger guns at washerwomen. There's a particular woman on the edge of a bridge up ahead who's just banging a rug and dust is coming off. Uh, <laughs> as you're just covered in like lint and dust and stuff like that. As you look forward, you actually now notice the sausage dog is struggling in the water. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay. I snap into action. I twizzle around on my butt. So I'm like facing the other. So like, because at the moment my head's like uh, like away from the dog. So I swim, swim around so my head's facing the dog, and I paddle. I paddle like there's no tomorrow. Paddle hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like point break. Make me an athletics check. Whose dog is this dog? Um, dirty tiny. We don't know, Maud. You managed to entice it with a man's nipple. <laughs> Who's not enticed by a slice? That's his backstory. Mm, we've all been there. We've all yeah, literally. In a Soho bar at two o'clock in the morning. We've all been there. Um, right. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Raggy, what did you get? Uh, I got a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
almost like you get your off-board motor out, your little feet splishing, splashing in the water. You paddling so hard, you leave a wake behind you. Wow. Um, you see various aquatic wildfowl just languishing in your wake uh, as you just motorboat it <laughs> through the water. Wee. You cut the gap. Not like that, you pervert. <laughs> Dear God. This is a good time to mention Tip Tim and Sons Bukake Cafe. <laughs> they only pay us for one shout out, okay? If you want to get oh, shouted shit. out, send us money or DM us. That's that's how we do that, right? They couldn't afford to pay us in money, so I took a box of glazed donuts. <laughs> off the- Did you glaze those donuts yourself? Uh, uh, they were. <laughs> heavily glazed. <laughs> no, it's just a one shot. We. The good news is, though, Lewis, if the one shot goes badly, you just have to wait 10 minutes and try again. Have a glass of orange juice and see how it's going. (laughs) Have a glass of pineapple juice. (laughs) And a little little lie down. (laughs) Smoke a cigarette, have a glass of pineapple juice. (laughs) Put on a bit of Miss Marple, get the old Uh, blood flowing. Ten minutes is a bit optimistic at your age as well, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. I like, I like more wholesome um, advertising next time. When has it ever been wholesome? Okay. <laughs> These people when, seek out us. There was those. Uh, did you have those organic butt butt plug beads or something? Yeah, that was what, anal beads. You had organic anal beads. Yeah, exactly. That was organic. We're saving the planet. Okay, you know, one ass at a time. <laughs> okay. Good. Right, well, there you go. So, Hanash, you've managed to close the gap between you and a greased-up sausage dog to 10 feet. Cool. <laughs> I say, don't worry, sausage I'm coming for you. Wow. As you hear his little forlorn yelps, as he's barely keeping his head above water, you can just see the tip of his sausage. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> I wish I was better than this. <laughs> are, we, are we still on me? Are we panning back? Like I can, I can do most. I, I can. Well, I thought I was going to try and get us to a drinks break in five minutes. So the rest of these degenerates are walking to uh, Dredger's Wharf. We don't know what Chanel's doing, but I assume she's with everyone else walking to Dredger. Do snow clapping. Just, just on your own. And Phineas, Phineas Flange is currently. Uh, he's got some <laughs> cotton. He's got some cord and he's wrapped it around his nipple about six times to try and to try and uh, stem the bleeding. He's uh, he's used a tourniquet made of cotton to try and stop himself bleeding out of the, his nipple. Cool. Has he gone to the pub? Well, no. I mean, right. So come on, Hanash. Let's see if we can bring okay. this in. in the next I, I pray to my chaos god. I'm like, give me more strength, chaos god. I need more strength. I will kill <laughs> three people when I get to the port. Just give me the strength to save this dog. <laughs> Uh, make me a religion check. <laughs> Just trading three lives for, for one sausage dog. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we'd all do it. Yeah, for, for a cute little doggy. Seems, seems fair. Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen. As you reach out, you try and join with the divine energy of chaos. You You feel your muscles tense, the ropes of muscle on your arm tense as you try and reach out to your inner evil. As you just hear a voice inside you say, yes, 
Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> I'm committing evil in another body. But yes. I will get back to you just as soon as I can. Please leave a message after this grief. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I film someone, I'm just not going to do it. Slam the phone down. And, and, and yeah, I'm going to... And you sever the connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what can I do? Um, can I do an invis- investigation check? Like, what's like ahead of me and the dog? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make me an investigation check. Twelve. Twelve. You look around in panic. Um, the things you notice, straight away you notice there's a cat flap in this door. And you're like, huh? What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? And then as you notice, you see... There is um, some rocks up ahead and there's a broken fishing rod caught in the rocks. Uh, and you also see uh, off to the left-hand side, there's a pile, there's like thick seaweed and kelp. Uh, I don't have any rope, for fuck's sake. Um, okay, I've got an idea. What's, um, what's keeping your trousers on? His ginormous cock and ball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I thought perhaps it was being held together with like a belt or some rope okay. or I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up on the board and then... <laughs> his trousers are like saran wrap. <laughs> they're literally they're they're like leather leather like tight trousers. Uh skin tight. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna stand on the board and when my boots are striding, I'm gonna jump and catch the dog. Okay. Uh, the beta strategy gives you twice the jumping distance or the distance you would normally have, doesn't it? Okay, so I will say you you could do that. I get it because it's a coordination thing. I'm going to need you to make me a dexterity check. Sure. To pull that off. Ability. Fuck off. Oh, I thought it was a one, but it's not. I mean, it's an eight, so it's not great either. But I got an eight. <laughs> um, you leap off the door as you get your foot caught in the cat flap as you kind of roar forwards through the air um just catching the bottom side of a bridge as you go through you bounce off and you splash down into the water next to the dog so you and the dog are both now just in the freezing cold water you feel the very heat the energy leached out of you in the freezing cold estuary water as you look ahead you're now 100 meters from the opening of the estuary into the sea and the like, the kelp or whatever on the right is that still in front of us? On the left, it's still yeah, yeah, it's still twenty or thirty feet in front of you. And the it, the fishing rod's about twenty feet in front of you. Okay, so I'm going to try and um, swim as far to the left as I can and try and like kind of grab onto the kelp or hope that there's like enough kelp that'll like kind of slow us down. All right, make me an athletics check. I'm, I'm going to grab onto the dog as well as I swim on, on this. What check? Sorry, athletics. Uh, 18. 18. Grabbing the dog in one hand, you push it, you punch it down the front of your shirt until there's just two legs and a tail sticking out from the front of your shirt. As you row, row, as you swim your way, you manage to backstroke, keeping the dog upright into, until you feel the kelp and the seaweed all around you. Uh, I, I look around have I slowed down at this point? Has the kelp kind of done? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you're you're entangled. Um, in the kelp. I look around to see if there's any way up to the shoreline or the, to the to the to the surface. 
You're right next to the shoreline as you pull yourself kelp to kelp, hand to hand. You come out as you feel your feet sticking in a morass of mud of silt on the bottom of the river as you step out onto a muddy bank of the river. You can just feel the water caught in your boots and in your trousers as you you hear the dog kind of like flailing around. Its back legs are sticking out of your shirt. <laughs> I say, be free, Salami, be free. And, and I open my shirt and, and I, I as, as, as you, you pull the dog out, you say, <laughs> be free, Salami. And you just hear the dog at, <laughs> and just cough up some salt water as it looks at you with big eyes and licks the side of your face. As you just unzip your flies and loads of river water just billows out the front of your trousers uh, as several, several small herring come out the front of your trousers. Uh. I do like a little wrestle for the, with the dog. So me and the dog are kind of like going over and we're like rolling around together and having the, having the best time. <laughs> with your trousers on. Yeah, you, you and the dog are firm friends. As you roll around on the riverbank in a montage, as the two of you play, you roll around in the filthy mud. There's bits of broken glass, ragged metal, rusty tins. But you don't care. You just roll around in the mud and the silt with Salami the Sausage Dog as you're now firm friends. As he licks your eye, I, uh, you've just got to second base with a dog. I'm glad that I didn't have a Lenny moment. I thought like me roll around might kill it by accident. <laughs> and that's where we're going to pick up after a drinks break. Right, we're just going to grab ourselves a quick refresh, and then we will pick up with the rest of the adventuring party in Dredger's Wharf. Yeah. <laughs> So, I think it's important at this point, listeners, just to reflect on what I just caught Maud doing. Outstanding. Careful. Fucking careful. Careful. <laughs> what happens if I tell everyone what you were just doing, Maud? You can't prove that. I'll deny it. It will always be your word against mine. I just went into the kitchen. She didn't mute her microphone. <laughs> Oh, right. She didn't mute her microphone, right? Yeah, because I just went into the kitchen and Maud was looking really guilty in the corner. She just turned around. She had a fistful of mashed potato. She was so hungry, she didn't even use a plate, a fork or a bowl. She just got a claw full of mashed potato and was just shoveling it into the front of her face. (laughs) As a northerner, it's not phased me at all. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. How do you eat yourself? I made no apologies. Oh, was the gravy involved? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it was it was mashed with sausages in. But what he'd done is he'd done a really lovely gravy with apples, mustard, and what else did it have in it? Apples and mustard? Uh, leeks. Yeah, like a shepherd's pie, so I think. Yeah, basically, it's like a pie. Imagine what you do. You. This is for the listeners. Only the fucking patron level listeners get this shit. <laughs> what, what we did. Yeah. We, I. What I did, you make mashed potato, but you turn it into a pie. So you line a pie dish with the mashed potato. Then you pour in the sausages, leeks, apples, mustard, and milk. You condense it down into like a sauce or a gravy. You pour it in, and then you put a lid of Skills. potato on top. Skills. And then you shove it in the oven for 40 minutes. So you basically got a potato mm. pie. With It's kind of reminding me also, though, <laughs> of a toad in the hole. Mm. But the but Yeah, a little bit. But it's like a toad in the cave, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. 
worth it. Absolutely delightful. But you know, you get the um the like really crunchy bits around the corner. Yeah. So I got the crunchy bit around the corner and it was like a nice kind of L shape and I scooped the like softer bits into the middle of it with all like the leeks. <laughs> And then sausages on top. And the amazing thing is, all of it is still caught underneath her nails, if you look closely. Was there any cheese involved? Because I feel like a cheese crust on that would be. Mm. Yeah, it's rich already, because you've basically reduced a sauce with milk and flour down. So you've made like a bechamel with uh, mustard and leeks and apple. So if you had a cheese, you could do it, but you will die of a heart attack. Like you're probably taking... Would not phase me. I don't fear a heart attack. Take it. But I am looking forward to it very much for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. We probably need to bring this back in. Uh, otherwise, we've got no hope of getting anywhere with this. So we're going to leave Hanash on the shoreline. He made it just before he hit the sea. You're on the mudflats. Where's the dog? With him. They're best friends. Him and Salami are like close family friends. The dog's called Sal for short. Oh, the dog's called Sal for sure. All right, yeah, you've got a sausage dog, and your eyes a little bit itchy where he got his saliva in your eye. Okay, right, we're going to pan back to everyone else. Right, the rest of you are all walking through Dredge's Wharf. What are you? Can I um, look for uh, Captain Jibberstop's ship? Okay, so you make your way onto the dockside. We've described the dockside of Nicodranas before. It's hustling and bustling in their stalls. Anything you can imagine that you may wish to buy uh, is available on the Nicodranas docks with uh, fresh fish. And there's like uh, rolls of fabrics and spices. Uh, You see a menagerie of um, what you imagine is for meat at first. And then you realise it's an animal brothel. Uh, as there's a man renting out animals by the hour. Uh, as you just hear a familiar voice of a man who says, Moccasins! You like moccasins? I have the finest moccasins in all of the land. Is that... Wait, I don't know who that is. And it's a different accent to what I'm used to. <laughs> He's from the West Country, really. Did he sell some beads? Answer the question, AJ. Does he sell beads? <laughs> Last time you were here, bloody hell, I don't know why I write this rich tapestry of characters. <laughs> Last time you were here, do you remember when Captain James P. Stib- yeah, when Captain James P. Jibberstop pulled away, but he was still attached to the wharf and he pulled it off? Yeah, there was a moccasin sale. Uh, Chanel tried to steal some moccasins. I remember She also this. stole three roast lizards on a stick with her tail. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Aristopolis, as you make your way up to him, you see various sets of fine moccasins in different styles and different cuts. Uh, as you ask him, do you sell beads? He's like, what do you know about the beads? Uh, I know that I happily shoplift them at every market I go to. And uh, I'm partial to a pie bead and give him a little wink. He, he he pulls out a tray from behind the counter and he looks at you sheepishly to see whether the city watch are around. He's like, have you used beads before? <laughs> do you play chess? I'm just going to do the classic Aristobulus finger on the up to the lips of shh. I'm going to say, <laughs> oh, I've, I've played with the beads myself. Okay. 
We have all sorts of beads. As he pulls out like whole strings of anal beads, they're all like on a pole, all dangling down. He's got oh, all sorts. This is what I meant. I wanted the Mardi Gras ones that Matt suggested. As he's like, I have starter beads. I have more advanced beads. As he shows you like square beads, he's like, you have to be a real professional to get these in and out. As he's like, for the academics, I also have Rubik's beads. <laughs> As you see, like, multicolored oh. beads. Are any of them in a sort of chain formation, you know, so I could wear them around my neck? He's like, so it goes in one orifice and comes out the other? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose the Rubik's ones are tempting. I, do, I would like that in my inventory. Okay, okay, yeah. All right. He pulls out a piece of paper. He's like, I will sell you the Rubik's anal beads, but uh, first of all, I need you to sign this disclaimer. Sure. Um, yeah, no problem. Just let me have a quick look through my spells. <laughs> oh, I don't want to go back to the well, but it's feeling like a command. As you're having this conversation, you see like his whole demeanor changes as two members of the city watch just walk past. <laughs> as he's like, yes, you like moccasins, yes. <laughs> I make you a very good pair of moccasins. As they leave, he's like, he's like, I once spent uh, ten months in the city dungeons for selling a man a double-ended black dildo with a fist on each end. Like, you cannot be too careful in this climate. Okay, I'm going to try a different tactic purely because I don't want to be that guy who just commands people, you know, for the whole thing. What if I do a trade? All right, I'm listening. I've got some prayer beads that are blessed by an ancient god um i would be happy to trade beads for beads if you know what i mean i really want you to wear anal beads like they're fucking prayer beads around just like on a little chain around these are beads for bum beads well let's be honest tatty <laughs> these are probably anal beads as well so... <laughs> depends on who you got as he's like <laughs> okay okay I am uh, not against stuffing a little spirituality into my sphincter, but uh, <laughs> what god are we talking about? Uh, the highest of all forms. You wouldn't be able to pronounce um, its name. It's uh, oh, so it's not always the best kind of god. Yeah, it? difficult for the human psyche to comprehend, but trust me, it's pure enlightenment in uh, in and out of the orifice, in the in the soul, in the in the bass. It's pure enlightenment. Well, that is amazing. Mm, telling me. But, you know, you got to keep things... I want to use... Is this the name of the uh, the the episode? Anal Enlightenment. Yeah. Wow, Matt. That was phenomenal. Even by Matt's standards. <laughs> Matt just dick-slapped his own microphone <laughs> off the desk. <laughs> right. Uh, anal Enlightenment. Yeah, that could, that could be the name of the episode. Wow. <laughs> as as, as uh, he looks at you, he's like... Yes, I, I only ask because uh, you have to be careful. I once used lube blessed by the god Hesnes. And, uh, well, let's just say I had to get a priest to oh. exercise my hood. <laughs> <laughs> I love having my hood exercised by priests. Anyway, is this a good deal or is this, is this on or is it off? I'm going to give him the ultimatum. He looks around. He's like, all right, on three. One, two, three. As you both, like, exchange anal beads. 
<laughs> Mine are prayer beads, but uh, brilliant. So I've got Rubik's Cube Bumbies now. I'll, I'll update my inventory. All right. It's good doing business with you. As uh, you just see, he pulls down the roller shutter on the front and it just says closed on it. <laughs> Putting them to use immediately. I would like to point out I wanted Mardi Gras beads. I wanted like the ones Matt originally suggested, which is in keeping with my XP and character that I love Mardi Gras beads. But hey, this, is, this has been an exchange. I'll update my inventory. We're probably going to get sued by the Rubik's estate. But yes, you now have Rubik's anal beads. <laughs> Which are not a puzzle. That's why we're not going to get sued, because they're not a puzzle. Really easy to use. It's the surname. Doesn't involve any yeah, kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, Rubik's is a god. Yeah, it's the god. It's the god, yeah. The god of sodomy. Hey. Rubik's. Yeah. Got it. Update it. Okay, good. So, what are the rest of you doing whilst uh, the priest is buying... Can I uh, look around? So, I beans. just want to know, I'm, I'm still dragging the bag with the dead monk inside. <laughs> um, I, I, I wanted to mention this earlier, that we're... As we left, I've got the dead monk in, in the sack. Um, oh boy. As the old saying goes. As the old saying goes. <laughs> so as you drag the sack with the corpse of the dead monk in, you just see the two city watchmen walking down the quayside towards you. I'd say, good, good day, good sirs. Do you know where there's a monastery around here? Ah, uh, yeah, up on the hill over there. Fantastic. Thanks thanks for your hard work. <laughs> There's uh, St. Silas's and the Church of the Blind Beggar on Fox Street. I thought it was pauper. Blind pauper. Somebody doesn't want XP. I'm updating my notes. Wow. So last time I buy you a gift. <laughs> yeah, yes, um, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. As one of the watchmen looks down at the bag, you just see like fluid seeping out the back of the bag. <laughs> I I choose not to elaborate on the contents of the bag, as is my my right under Nicodranus law. Make me a persuasion check. <laughs> oh boy, are you are you verbally saying this? <laughs> it implies that I'm like. <laughs> Don't worry, officer. It's all above board. They've just looked at the body and you've just gone. No, no, no. They've not looked at the body. There's just almost like, do you know what heme is? Like almost like a reddish fluid. Not blood, but just heme. Uh, when you cut into a steak and the kind of red heme comes out of it. It's got that. So it's it's decomposed. Uh, that's a 19 for persuasion. Judge. 19. As you do some sort of Jedi mind trick as you're like, this is not the corpse you're looking for. As uh, you bamboozle him with law, as you state some sort of bullshit municipal code, as you're like, oh, I think you're fine under Nicodranus sub-law, 4571. Fifth Amendment, right. A man may take his relative to a graveyard in a bag. <laughs> that's all that's going on here. He's got his bureau, he's got his bureau ID out as well. Bureau business, boys. Oh, fuck me. It's been a while since... It's been a hot while. Um, do, do I have time to head to this uh, uh, monastery of the church of the whatever it was? Or are we are we on a... I mean, if you really want to make this episode convoluted, of course you can. Yeah, we've currently got Hanash, who's making his way back uh, with a sausage dog under one arm, just walking across the quayside, just strolling. Just It's, it's a, a lovely lot. montage. They're just giggling together. The dog's licking the side of his face. 
seawater still dripping out of his boots. Uh, as Tati, what are you doing whilst Belsiar's? I'm looking for I'm looking for Jibberstop's ship. I'm trying to progress the story. <laughs> I own, I'm only doing it because I know you'll fucking complain about it later. So someone's got to try and do something. If it stops you from a character assassinating Uncle Mike, <laughs> I'm more than happy to roll with it. Right. So Hanash is heading back to uh, Dredger's Wharf with the dog under one arm. Aristobulus has just purchased uh, Rubik's anal beads. Mm-hmm. Belsiar is walking his way to uh, the Church of the Blind Pauper. And Arist and Tati, you are on the edge of the quayside looking at the various boats. Make me a perception check. Ugh, ten. Ten. There's all sorts of boats there, big and small. You see a tall boat with a glass bottom on it that you're pretty sure you've seen before. Um, Snorkel tour. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> That sounded like you said it as if you sneezed it. <laughs> that was one fifth of an orgasm. Um, right, there we go. Wow, wow. Give AJ an inch; he'll take a mile. <laughs> Is not the appropriate <laughs> to make at that juncture. <laughs> you, you're the one that just said it was a fifth of an orgasm. All I said was it was a fucking sneeze. Hey, oh. yeah, Okay, can I um, can I wander down to the um, to the to the ship that looks familiar and uh, see if I can see a jibber stop or um what's his name his his uh, shipmate the one that we met Al- Albert that's the one yeah as you look around you can't see jibber stop particularly like I said you see all sorts of different boats you see everything from galleons to fishing boats merchant vessels you see military vessels which are kitted out with um, all sorts bristling with cannons you um. You also see the glass bottom boat, which is a tiny little tour boat, little more than a yacht, quite frankly, with a glass bottom, uh, festooned with bunting. Uh, currently got a very loud hen party giggling on uh, the back of it. So as you make your way to the glass bottom boat, it's not Dibber Stop, it's just another of his acolytes, one of the party crews. You make your way to the edge of a somewhat dishevelled galleon with a sandwich board outside that says boat. For hire. So this this isn't the one where the hen party was. No, much bigger than that. That was a yacht. This is a galleon. Okay, um, I've never sailed. Before. I've never sailed gun- before. I, I don't really know the difference, if I'm honest. Um, can I look around for? Can I look around for a crew? Yeah, absolutely. You just see a man sweeping the uh, plank on the way up to the ship. Okay. Um, can I um, can I walk up and say um, howdy? It's the wrong paraphernalia, but I'm going to stick with it. Howdy. Uh, can I uh, can I talk to uh, the uh, the captain or the or the first mate of this of this here vessel, please? You just see a really tired looking old man with a broom who's like, "You want to talk to the captain?" Yes, please. Okay. As you just see him very slowly walk up the plank, he gets to the top and he just screams at the top of his voice, "Dutch, Dutch!" We have a customer. I was so sure he was going to spin around and just put a <laughs> captain's hat on. The captain's here. <laughs> Immediately get like 50 years ago. Like, captain's here. <laughs> yeah, he wears it backwards because he's so cool. Yeah. As you just see a flamboyant man in a fur coat and slicked back hair 
come to the top of the uh, plank. He looks down. He's a big man. He's a barbarian. As uh, he's like, he's like, you want to come on my ship? Ah, uh, there it is again. Tell him you want to come on his ship. Um, I'm going to say, uh, good, good day, Captain. I uh, I have an opportunity that I'd like to I'd like to bring to you, if I may. Is this opportunity monetary? Yeah, one hundred percent. Then speak. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna gesture to the rest of the the rest of the ships that are that are in port. Is it is it a pretty like full port from what I can see? Yes, hustling cool. a bus. I'm gonna very busy. I'm gonna port. gesture with my arms outstretched to the to the other ships in the port, and I say, "Look at all of these ships." All of these, all of these captains, all of these pussies that are hiding away from that. And I point towards, I point to the storm that's coming in on the horizon. I say that are hiding away from that little, little weather. Ah, El Bastardo. Yes. El Bastardo. Are you familiar? Yes. I was conceived in the eye of El Bastardo. Don't think that's true, but okay. <laughs> okay. He looks down. He's like, I mean, it just sounds a bit far fetched, doesn't it? But hey, you know, we've all had those experiences where you feel like you're riding out a storm. I guess I give him a cheeky little wink. Maybe I, 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 I swing my newly acquired beads around, <laughs> just to set the tone. Oh. He's like, you're a brave man, priest. Coming to the ship of Excellent. Dutch Nuggets and swinging uh, yeah. bees around. A fearsome name for a fearsome captain. I say, uh, I say, you have you have experience with this with this storm. Like I said, my parents fucked in the eye of the storm, and I was there. I was sired. Well, you know. All these, all these captains, all these ships that are, that are, you know, sat here hiding away from the storm, um, they're uh, they're missing out on a on a golden opportunity, golden opportunity that I'm bringing to you, because make me an offer. You sail us out into the eye of El Bastardo, the and and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do not make that at me. That was for you, not a character. Um, and the fourth wall is a genuine thing. <laughs> Do not break it. Just trying to see how much gold I have. Wait, wait, wait a second. And if you survive, you can have this. <laughs> As he brings Marvin under one arm. Uh, I, I'm shopping with Marvin currently. You're shopping with Marvin. Right, we'll get to you. Fucking hell, we're running out of time. Right, come on, Tati, what are you offering the man? I say there's one item that we are looking for in particular. If we survive and make it back with that item, that's two conditions, you can have half of the rest of the loot that we that we find. And up front, I'm going to give you 100 gold. Mm. Make it a night of passion with you and 200 gold and we have a deal. Do it. 
<laughs> do, do it and we'll kill him when he, when we find it. We'll just kill him before we like, when we find it. I say um, I'm gonna I'm gonna. He's got really tight leather trousers on underneath the fur. Did he wait? Did he say a, a night with me and two hundred gold? That is right. Uh, I'm gonna say um, I like gesture. To, I gesture to like my entire body, and I say. Throw in the wolf as well in the night of passion, and we will call it a hundred and fifty. All right, you can you can get fucked with both of those offers. (laughs) You'll take the gold up front, or you'll take nothing, and I'll march that way and find. uh, I'm sure there's a a different captain. If we're talking about selling our. We're talking about selling our bodies. There's a member of the crew that will happily step up if it means we can acquire the semen. <laughs> no, we I need think our own. Who's the one trying to acquire the why semen? Don't I just, why don't we? Why, why don't you know? We just we just all calm it down. I, why don't we say, look, let's call it seventy-five gold, okay? But after we've acquired. And we've landed where we need to go. We've acquired what we need to acquire. This night of passion, you know, let's not take it off the table. I've got this. I've got the the newly acquired beads, and I've got nine tins of prison sweet corn that can all be put into play. And how's that sounding for a negotiation? What an offer! As he looks at you, as you making this statement, I want you to make me a persuasion check. Can I? Can I give him the help action so he can get advantage? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to reject that offer. Say yes, because you've been a real dick to this guy, so no. Let's be, let's be fucking clear. Rejecting the advances of a man is not being a dick. <laughs> I don't think you're down with modern culture, Chris. I'm going to come through that fucking screen and batter you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trust me, I've got this. Also, also my persuasions... I'm on plus four for persuasion because, you know, cleric, I, I know people. Um, I'm like, uh, what's the guy on the office? The guy who's like that thingy Robert California. He's just a complete pervert. <laughs> like, I'm just like, the people, <laughs> people, people are all about sex. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm plus four on persuasion. And that brings me to a grand total of 17. 17. As um, you Ooh. shout out a counter offer as Tatty's walking away. As uh, Dutch Nuggets is, uh, he's like, why are the beautiful ones always the hardest? Um, as you just step into view, almost like out of his peripheral vision, you you make him a sexual advance with your Rubik's beads. As he looks at you, looks down at the planking, scratches the stubble on his chin and says, I suppose I have had my tetanus jack. Mm-hmm. Now. I will accept your Fantastic. Offer. The Night of Passion is once we've got, that was the caveat, it was 75 gold and Night of Passion once we reach our destination. Just making sure that's in the small print. And then we get to go. <laughs> I like you. Cool. Done. Yeah. As he reaches out a giant paw of a hand. Uh, I'll take it as if, uh, maybe even kiss it slightly on the knuckle and do a courtesy. I feel like that's the role I've been put into here. Don't love it, but don't love it, but it's happened. <laughs> Immediately establishing himself as the bottom. <laughs> he he looks <laughs> he looks slightly confused. <laughs> he shouts at the he shouts over his shoulder at the old man and is like, "Sleepy, prepare the ship. We have guests." As he turns around to you, 
looks down at you kissing his knuckle and says, like I said, my name is Captain Dutch Nuggets and welcome aboard the Rust Bucket. As he ushers you all up the gangplank, at the back is Hanash. He's carrying a dog under one arm. Right, we very quickly need to find out, Maud, what are you shopping for? Um, well, Marvin needs a raincoat. Marvin needs a sou'wester. Marvin needs a raincoat, and um, okay. he has very particular taste. So he only wears so juicy we couture. For <laughs> raincoat. Um, he he only wears nineties, like um, gangster paradise style puffer jacket. Ah, oh, pull one out. So we're looking for a puffer jacket, a black patent puffer jacket. Okay. Okay, okay. For Marvin. In the style of LL Cool Joan. At least it's not Coolio. Rest in peace. Well. What a legend. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, right. Yes, that's awfully specific, but I have to be uh, true to your request. Uh, maybe... <laughs> and also, also maybe a little bit I feel like you've managed <laughs> to profile this poor goat. <laughs> like, um, okay, fine. Let's find him a gun. Marvin has a very, oh, I've got 11 minutes on the clock, listeners. How the fuck am I going to wrap this episode up? Okay, right. Make me a perception check. This episode feels like one episode, so you know where they couldn't get all the actors in the same room at the same time to have all recorded <laughs> us <laughs> separately. <laughs> I've just got a CG character. <laughs> You're just all acting against a tennis ball. 16. Uh, 16. Okay, right. As you walk up and down the dockside, you see all sorts of different people. You walk past spice merchants. You walk past the animal brothel. Uh, as you come into a tailor's shop. I would like to lift little Marvin up and I'd like to uh, turn him round and say to the tailor, my goat needs to be, uh, my goat loose needs some swag. <laughs> my goat needs some swag. Okay. As you lift the goat up onto the counter, this fantastically dressed man in a three-piece suit with a uh, waistcoat uh, says, darling, I'm afraid we don't allow animals in the shop. <laughs> I see by the fact you're staring at me that you're trying to phase me. I'd like to very delicately put my squirrel bag on the counter. <laughs> I'd like to slam my very taloned claws onto the counter next to the squirrel bag and I'd like to push Marvin further and say, Marvin needs a puffer jacket for the storm. He looks at you as a single bead of sweat rolls down the side of his finely manicured brow over the top of his eyebrow and he just says, I see you are a woman of exquisite taste. <laughs> Is your bag from Jimmy Wang? Nobody knows this. <laughs> <laughs> as you're trying to face him up, as your as your dick nose is just swinging in simple harmonic motion, <laughs> which is a joke for the physicists out there. Um, so yes, as he's like, "Oh, you are a woman of exquisite taste." Yes, I know a wang bag when I see one, and that is this <laughs> a wang bag. That's no way to speak to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> as as he's like, okay. How much are you willing to pay for this puffer jacket? 
I um I would like to grab him by the throat, pull him halfway over the counter. I don't have any money. Remember this. I, I'd like to grab him by the throat. I'd like to pull him halfway over the counter. And I would like to snarl into his face and say, don't I look like the kind of lady who deserves a puffer, ga- a puffer jacket for her? Oh, gut. my God. Smile with thanks. You grew up in the rough end of town, didn't you? <laughs> Mama needs a brand new bag. <laughs> I tell you what, you give me that squirrel skin bag and I will give you a puffer jacket for your goat. I will give you fuck. <laughs> Where's my puffer jacket? It's like, absolutely not. I refuse make, your offer. Make me a persuasion check. I refuse your offer. Why has the end of this episode turned into some sort of fucking tense negotiation with lunatics? <laughs> a strange turn. 25. 25. Oh, dear. <laughs> Can I can I just take shit off the walls at that point for 25? As he looks at you, looks away, looks over at the attendant and is like, Geronimo, you can take the afternoon off. As the little attendant walks out Geronimo. the door, as he's like, I tell you what, darling, I'll make you a deal. I have certain peccadillos. If you will scream in my face in abyssal whilst calling me a naughty boy, then... <coughs> I will happily make you a puffer jacket for your goat. I I would I will scream in your face and also I'll slightly tap you with my tail as well if you can add gold um laminated lettering onto the back. I tell you of what, if you scream in my face in abyssal and call me a naughty boy whilst pistol whipping me with your tail, we have a deal. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Done. This is the most awkward exchange between two people ever. <laughs> Guys, you, you could have just waited until the rest of us hopped off the call and then started flirting. No, no. No, you, Tati, you, you shut up. <laughs> Darling, as he, he comes out. He comes out with a tape measure. He's got a little fabric tape measure and he's measuring all of Marvin's vital like bits as... Um, yeah, he uses the inside leg of a goat inside and he leg. goes to the undercroft of the goat and he gets a tip and he's like, give me an hour. <laughs> hmm. Fine, I'll be back in an hour. Excellent. As more do you make your way back to the goat? No, the boat. There we go, Freudian slip. To tell everyone <laughs> what's going on. Before we end this episode, we need to find Beltiar and Cato walking up the stone steps of the hill towards Fox Street. Oh. And the church, the blind pauper. Uh, as I'm walking, I'm saying to Cato, like, so yeah, so basically when humans die, they go all bloaty and fluid comes out. So I just thought it would be a good thing to put put him back where he belongs, get him home, make sure he's looked after. You do realise I was the crow of a necromancer. Oh, so you're, you're familiar with the whole bloaty, stinky, fluidy, fluidy bit of it. So he's like... Don't blow smoke up my kawaka. I'm well aware of the decomposition of corpses. Well, then uh, we'll we'll say no more about it. Then, if that's your attitude, we'll just yes, let's, dump this body and then we'll we'll get on the boat. <laughs> You're having a love like lovers quarrel. You're having a bit of a bit of a naughty, <laughs> oh bit of an aggravated argument. <laughs> your pillow talk leaves much to be desired. As 
He, uh, you make your way to the door of the Church of the Blind Pauper as you knock as uh, a big kind of like uh, one of the kind of hired help who look look after the door to make sure the kind of peace is kept with the the homeless who come and go and and pick up free food and clothes and uh, there's there's various volunteers who look after the place as you make your way into the main atrium you see what you saw before last time you were here when uh, you came with Tatty. Uh, there's a mishmash of pews and tables with all sorts of the local people who've fallen on hard times who've come to pick up warm clothes, soup and bread as you see people moving around all over the place. As you bring a corpse in a bag over one shoulder. Can I just, can I, to, to end the episode, can I just bring in the, the corpse, take it to like the donation table and say like, uh, I thought this this belonged here. And I give a solemn nod, and as I walk out, there's just <laughs> screaming <laughs> from inside. <laughs> and that is where we're going to leave this week's episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that feels that feels right. Oh, that feels God. right. <laughs> Wait, he, what was that like? A soup kitchen? You've just <laughs> left a corpse. Yeah, he's just left a corpse at a food bank, and then put, put his sunglasses on and walked off into the sunset. Mm. <laughs> 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 excellent excellent it's not only a corpse though is it it's chicken wings as well oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's chicken wings in there. <laughs> just bone half eaten bones um i like the, the idea that csi nicodranus are going to come along and try and reconstruct the body with just like chicken wings <laughs> this appears to be some <laughs> sort of chicken man <laughs> They go on the computer as like a 3D recreation of a man with like chicken feathers. Tiny tiny little chicken wings coming out of his hands. (laughs) And there we go. (laughs) Right. Right. Thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you back here next week for more improvised fantasy fuck nuggetry. Why are you all waving? It's a fucking audio medium. Nobody can see you, you dark cunts. Before we let you go, we just wanted to say a big thank you for tuning in for another dollar per fun packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Well, holy fuck, that escalated fast, didn't it? I'm so sorry, Uncle Mike. We do appreciate you, I swear. And if you two want to be treated with such care and respect, why not consider joining the hallowed ranks of Uncle Mike and our Patreon supporters? If anything, you could help Uncle Mike by joining him in solidarity. Safety in numbers, my friends. Safety in numbers. And seeing as you made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? But yet, if you're feeling all saucy, why not give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? It really does help, I promise you, and we really do read them, and they make us smile. You can mostly find us on Twitter at adventurersano1, so why not come and say hello to us there? Or you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. So, that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Matt, Raggy, Lewis, Shan, and myself. We're all off to write a grovelling letter of apology to Uncle Mike. We're so sorry. And with any luck, we'll see you back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.